Welcome to Castle Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some nice cafecito. I'm Shuel Carinas. And I'm Yvette Cruz. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're dedicating this show to all of the great moms out there. So, Yay. So, yeah, it is our Mother's Day extravaganza here. An ode to Mother's Day. Yeah. Or to mothers. Yes. And so we're going to talk a little bit about not just our moms, but also, you know, what makes a great mom the best advice. We'll have some of our friends chime in as well to see what they said about their moms. So let's just get started. So how to start this podcast. I was thinking about how do we start talking about moms? Because you can go a million ways to talk about your mom and how you're, how great she is and what she's taught you and things like that. And so what I thought, we're going to kind of keep it with little stories, but also just those little moments that have made things, whether it's fun, that uh, sometimes it's not always easy in life when it comes to like relationships with mom. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they can be a little tough, especially teenage years, I guess you can say Ooh. as well. <laughs> you know, those are, can be really rough. It's so dynamic because for many people, the mother is the most impactful woman in, in their life. And so uh, I know I could say that for myself. And so, Yvette, I want to start just with conversation about something simple in the sense of, okay, okay. What, what defines your mom as great? What makes your mom great? It doesn't have to be one thing, but I just want to start off kind of what, why, what elevates her to being great other than just the fact that, you know, obviously she's your mom, but yeah, what great. are the elements that make her what make her great? Just maybe, how about this? Give us just one for first, because I know there's a lot. Okay. One, the first thing that comes to mind is that she's fiercely independent. My mom has always done anything that she wanted to, and she raised my sister and myself alone in a country where she did not know the language, she did not know the system, how things run, and and she was very young. My mom had my sister when she was 20 years old, I think, and I uh, she was 21. 20, yeah, she was 21, and then she turned 22 the next month after having me, so that's, that's very young. I think I'm 27 years old, and I can't imagine at all anywhere near being a mom and, and doing it alone like my mom did. And so, yeah, she has just, oh, man, she has been able to do so many things and watching her that it's not only has it been inspirational but it's it's just made me proud it's made me proud to be able to call um Marta Gabriela Riaran my mother because she she can do anything and she's just so resourceful and so strong and I just man like if if there if I could put like the blessings that I've been giving my life in order she would be the number one I just I can't I can't even put that into words, and I'm going to try not to get emotional during this episode oh, okay. because uh, it's it's. I love my mom. She's she's my everything. She's my uh, inspiration. She's my queen. She's oh man. Um, so yeah, I think that's like that's one thing. That's good. Yeah. Um, do you have something? For me, yeah, I can go a million ways. I I, I think. Look, all right, I'll, I'll I'll kind of explain it like this. So my mom, I always say, my mom has been a mom basically two parts of her life. Because my mom is the oldest of 11. Oh, And wow. so she had to become the second mother, basically, mm -hmm. to all of her brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles. And then after she left Ecuador to come here to the U.S., one of the reasons, well, the main reason that she came over here to this country was because she got the opportunity to get her visa or whatever here mm -hmm. to, to be here. And that's back in the day, back in 75 it was, uh, it would be able to open the door for her brothers and her sisters, so her family was basically pressing her to say, you should go to the U.S. She had a good job. She had even a relationship. She was in a relationship uh, as well. But she said she had to do it, and she felt the responsibility to do it. So she moved over here. And then she met my father, obviously. They got married, and then she became mother of my, my brother, obviously myself. But she's been a mom basically twice in her life, and and. The struggles that go into that and the problems that my mother had in the sense with my father and his, his drug abuse and the, the, the terrible things that were happening during those years just to overcome. She's just, just She just knows how to overcome mm -hmm. any obstacle that's basically in front of her. And she's always taught me that, you know, hard work is what is going to take mm -hmm. you far. Of course, talent helps. Talent helps. And to this day, I even tell I I, I know I'm... I'm not the most talented person in the world, but with the work ethic that my mom has instilled in me, I know I am one of the hardest workers out there. 
and I continue to do that to this day. I just, I, I guess I can't help it to a fault either. Sometimes I know I need to slow down, maybe take a vacation, maybe I need to just, you know, let other people help me, but I can't help it. And I think part of it is because that drive, not necessarily that my mother said I should overwork or anything like that, but that drive is still in me and it's her genes that's in me that just that I can't help it. I have to keep going. I have to keep, whether it's to prove myself or whether it's just to keep hustling, to keep doing that, because seeing all my life her do that to the day she retired, she didn't even retire at, you know, at 66 or 67. She retired at 69. She's decided to work extra, not necessarily because she needed to, because she wanted to, because she felt like she could still work. And so to this day, I, I, I just admire her strength and and everything that she does. So that's that's just one of the elements that makes my mom special. Changing gears a little bit. I'm just, this is just something that I've always been curious about. What do you call your mom? Like like you know how you know it can be mom, madre, right. ama. I've I've just always been curious as to like because people call their mom different things obviously. Right. So what do you call your mom? Like what when ma, you Mazma. Ma? ma? Just is, like M A. Yeah, M A. Okay. Mazma. What about you? It's kind of a mix of of that mm. ma and mom because okay. <laughs> it's always been mom. Yeah. Like not mom. Mm-hmm. It's just mom. Uh, yeah. No. It's mom or, Mar- or Marta. I call her by her name sometimes. <laughs> no, I sometimes do. Yeah. Sometimes or I call Martita de cariño. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll call my mom Nancy. That's my mother's name, and so. So yeah, I'll, I'll 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 just say, hey Nancy, what are you doing, and or whatnot, and then you know we talk yeah. whatnot. But it's interesting you mentioned that because my cousins who live here uh, in Utah, they call uh, my aunt, their mother, uh-huh. uh, they call mommy. Mommy. They call her. Oh, mommy. like mommy. Yeah, I have yeah, one of my like, good friends also calls her mom mommy. I call her mom mommy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so my mom just hates ama like mm-hmm. ama, which a lot of people say yeah. she doesn't like that. So sometimes I do that to annoy her because <laughs> I know she doesn't like that. There's some. Uh, I know a friend of mine many years ago called his mom uh, calls her Hefa. Hefa. Oh yeah, I also call my mom Hefa to yeah, annoy her. <laughs> and and I know it, it's like for me it's like to annoy her, but it's also endearing. But right. I know some people, yeah, they call her Hefa, Hefita, yeah. Ama, uh, Madre. Actually, I don't know a lot of people that call their moms Madre. I say mother sometimes, but as like a, it's like it's kind of Could filling look. in. It's it's a replacement, but really it's just mom. That's that's yeah. like the at the top of the pyramid of the names for my mom. But um, yeah, ma- or Mama. Sometimes well, I call her Mama. Let me ask you: Does your does your sister call your mom? By a different name, or does it the same, or just mom? Mom, mom. yeah. Mom? She, okay. she. I think generally sticks to mom, and then sometimes mother when like mm. we're, I don't know, they're having like a certain conversation or we're joking around. But I'm the yeah. one who has like a bunch of different names. <laughs> <for her. laughs> no, my brother is consistent. He just goes with ma as well. Yeah, he just always says ma. Like, hey, is ma with you? Or hey, do you know where she's at? Yeah, or, or, ma. Yeah. So it's always just, it's always just been ma. And then, then yeah, kind of sometimes as a joke, we'll just say. Uh, just like, hey, what's Nancy doing and things like that. But yeah, it's just, we stick by that. Yeah, I just think that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. There's so many names. Let me ask you about kind of when, uh, what age, now we're going back here. Now we're going okay. to uh, throw back here. Okay, okay. When, when did you begin to notice, and it could be at age four or it could be even, you know, a little bit after, but when did you notice that, you know what, my ma, she's, She's doing something special here. She's she's something special here. Like she did something that yeah. you just were struck by it. And it could be something as innocent as hmm. she got you your favorite cereal or she did something, you know, extraordinary. Like my mom worked two jobs and yeah. you know, when I was six I realized my mom's not here because of something like that. Okay. Like, yeah. Ooh <sighs> I don't know that like one comes to mind just that like is that like that moment right. I think my mom's just kind of always been like my hero like she's always when I mean when I was a kid she solved my problems like she um, if I couldn't reach something she grabbed it if I couldn't open something like you know a jar or whatever she would open it if I if the, like taught me how to tie my shoes or taught me how to do things she's just always been my hero and let me tell you um, when I was I don't remember I think I was like six seven I used to like try and copy my mom like when we were going out as a family or when we were going to go somewhere like I would sneak into my mom's room and I would see what she was wearing and then I would go back into my room and I would Aww, try and like find cute. a matching outfit <laughs> I know. Um, yeah she, it would make her mad because she'd be like <laughs> otra cosa? Um, but yeah like I remember specifically there was specifically that there were these denim vests mm-hmm. like well I think they're, they're, they kind of came back for a while but the, you know back in the 90s denim oh, yeah. vests and yeah. like denim shorts oh, 
Oh, yeah. And so I remember this one outfit where she had denim shorts and then a white T-shirt and then the vest on top and then some sneakers. And then I, you know, obviously had something similar. And so I just remember trying to copy her all the time and trying to just be like her. Mm-hmm. And and it was just that, that was something that I did as a kid. And then now as an adult, it's funny because we, we have similar tastes in clothing with certain things. And so we'll joke around and we'll be like, oh, you copied me with that. And then um, we actually have the same pair of shoes, just different sizes. Um, nice. Uh, like these one pair of like little boots mm-hmm. and a few weeks ago we were going to somewhere um, like to a family thing and she called me and she was on her way and I was still at home getting ready to go and then I was going to wear my boots mm-hmm. and she called me and we were like talking about something else and she's like oh by the way I'm wearing my boots so don't wear yours and I'm like <laughs> oh I was going to wear my boots and um, yeah like mm-hmm. so it's yeah she's just always been like my hero she's just always been able to do anything so I, I don't know that I can pinpoint a moment like I'm always in awe of her right. and the things that she's able to accomplish and so I, I not one specific thing comes to mind at this moment when we're done recording I'm sure like five things will and I'm going to be like oh man I should have said that but at this very moment I can't think of anything um, do you have one? Um, yeah I do have one it's it, I don't remember what year it was but it was after a moment it was after an incident with my father that she was she was beat up, beat up pretty bad and you know the ambulance came and they took her away. We had to stay with a neighbor for a few hours. And then my mom came back. And my mom, I remember, she sat down, my brother and I, on our couch. And, you know, with her face pretty beaten up, she told us just how important it is that something like what we saw a few hours ago never happens. And that's you, meaning us, my brother and I, even at... I even forgot what my, how old my brother was. I was probably like five or six. Um, to to never to never do that. To never hit a woman. To never that that what we saw was not something that is normal. What is not something mm-hmm. that is acceptable. And we went straight to bed. We my brother and I didn't talk to each other. We just went to bed. I don't know how it affected my brother. Um, for me, it. it it let me know at that age that something was wrong and that my mom was fighting something, that something here is wrong. I didn't comprehend it very well until as I got a little bit older. And by a little bit older, I just mean like seven. <laughs> like I began to realize, okay, this is this is what this is. But I realized that my mom was fighting something. And, and, and in that moment, I felt like, wow, like this is something – my mom is strong. I thought, like, my mom is strong because that's not supposed to happen. Like, anytime you see, like, movies or you see little cartoon things, you don't necessarily see a man hitting a woman. So something is wrong here. So seeing that brought me in awe that, like, okay, she's fighting for something. And then as I got older, I realized, okay, she's fighting something that is not acceptable at all. And nothing could be done at the moment. Things then changed and, and, and things got for the better. But for me, it was that moment that I realized, okay, my mom here is strong, and she's fighting. I didn't comprehend what it was at the moment, but she's fighting something that um, a lot of women, unfortunately, still go through to this day. And the fact that she was able to focus on the pain that was going on with her marriage and also put to focus back and say, okay, my focus is still on my two sons. And even though this is a tough time here, I have to look out for the best for them. And she did everything that she could always to look out for my brother and I. So that... It was for me. That's the moment when I realized, okay, my mom's a fighter here, and not yeah. you know, and 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 now looking back at it, I I I hate to say it, but I I smile, and it might sound kind of weird, like why would I smile about something really bad? But I smile because she overcame that. Yeah, you know, she overcame that. But I smile because I just feel like that's that's very admirable, and that's something that I'm very proud that my mom overcame that, and she's been a great example to other women as well. I know she's talked to other women, uh, especially when she was more active in the church uh, years ago in uh, the Pentecostal church. She would talk to some of these women who did go through similar mm-hmm. situations, and she would tell them, she would give them advice, and, and to this day, I'm, I'm so proud of my mom for doing that because some some people may not say, okay, well, that happened, and we're never going to talk about it again, and that's it. My mom's not like that. My mom will tell you. Well, so she'll give you details if you, if somebody really wanted to, but it's all so people can learn a lesson, and that's one of the things that I admire about my mom the most. Yeah, it's crazy to see what moms. I feel like I mean I've said this before. Moms make the world go round, and it's crazy to see how much moms can endure 
and and what they'll put in front of themselves. Like I, I think maybe moms are probably the only people on the planet, um, maybe dads too, some, but the only people on the planet that no matter, like at, at the minute you become a mother, it's no longer you. Like there's nothing, nothing that will come before your children. Or at least that's how I think it should be. And, and it's crazy to see like the strength that, that, or the, the strength that moms have, you know, how, like they've said too, like um, physically too, like moms who will lift a car yeah. to get, you know, to get oh, yeah. to their kids or you've heard of like mama bears and like yeah. the things that they'll do to protect their cubs. Like that's, that's like, mm-hmm. it's something that happens in nature. Like just, everywhere that moms just it's not about you anymore and it's about like yeah mom i think they're the only people that'll put their their kids mm-hmm. before anything in the world before themselves but that'll give their own lives right. for their kids and it's just like mm-hmm. man moms yeah. round of applause for yeah. moms yeah. Oh. Let, let me ask you about now we're going to switch kind of gears in the sense of like culture what are some of the whether it's early on or maybe even later what were some of the cultural things that your mom taught you obviously one of the first things has to be the language I yeah. Think for all of us. But was there something that's your mom kind of, whether it's traditions or something from nuestra cultura, that she tried to instill in you? Um, I think family, like the importance of family. Right. And yeah, the importance of like no matter what happens in life, like you still have your family, and no matter what, um, what's going on, your family is the one that's going to have your back. And I think that. She she always tried to instill that to me, and I didn't get it right away when I was younger. Obviously, there were other things on my mind, and I, you know, I I was with my friends a lot. And when I was a teenager, you know, don't even talk to me then. <laughs> um, and I've I've always had a really good relationship with my mom, but it's nothing like it is now. You know, now I finally get it that it's family before anything. I was actually with my family um, a few, like an hour or two ago before recording. So, um, and and like, I look forward to that now. Like I, if I have a free day or free time, like that's who's number one on my list. And it didn't used to be like that because, and it wasn't that I love my mom any less or that I love my family any less. I just didn't get it. And right. and I think it's something that, that happens to a lot of people. Um, I, and I've, I've talked to friends before and it's kind of the same thing, but like, yeah, like she just always like family was number one, and like what the relationship you, that you have with your family, and and it's not just you know the, the it's it's obviously not just like your whole family. It also you know it's 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 your family that earns your love. You know, not because you're related to somebody are they just family? No matter what you have to endure, everything. No, like it's it's family and it's people who prove to be your family. And my mom's always oh. been number one on that list, so. So yeah, she's it's that that was one of the most important things that she ever instilled to me and that's something that I would tell anybody that I know and like I said obviously it depends on the family you have and and family can be people you choose too. Yeah. Um but that is something that I'm just so glad I finally get and I'm sorry mom that I didn't get it any sooner mm-hmm. but it's just I guess it's just kind of how things go, you know? Yeah. For me there's yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things. Well, number one that comes to, to my mind is also family as well, mm-hmm. because we we have well, I should say our extended family is large, but it's only a few of us as far as the immediate family. This is my brother, it's myself, and it's my mom, and that's and that's it. And so, just us, you know, the core of us, the three of us, always sticking, you know, by each other and helping each other out, being okay with disagreeing with things is something my mom has always taught us because. She has had disagreements with her brothers and her sisters, and it's okay. And sometimes amongst themselves as well, they'll have, you know, they'll have disagreements and they'll have things that are sometimes not talking to each other. And drama, everything that you hear about, yeah, it feels like it happens a little bit more with, it can happen with small families, but it happens quite a bit with extended families. But my, my mom is always focused on, it's like, it is you and it is your brother. And you need, you both of you need to stick together. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, my brother and I didn't have the best of relationships for many years just because we're just, we're different. We're different. And so, and, you know, we moved on from that, but it took a little bit. It took a while, but my mom has, was always instilling us like, all right, I understand that you guys might have your little disagreements and you guys, maybe you guys are very different. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's, that's very clear. But at the end, that's still your your brother. That's, still, that's your only brother. Yeah. So, you, you eventually the time will come where you guys will realize that and will be more, especially during the teenagers. I think anybody as a teenager, 
a little hard-headed sometimes. Ooh, ooh, a little uh, is a, an um, understatement. Um, and so I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, and, and we moved on from that. And, and now me and my brother get along great. Good. And, and that makes my mom happy. But my, it feels like my mom knew the whole time that that was going to happen, that we were going to be fine. It was just a, like, riding. Moms know. Moms yeah. know everything. Yeah, like. yeah, she knew. Even when we were we were not speaking at times, my mom knew. She was just like, yeah. oh, you guys need to learn. Yeah, like, but that was, must also must have been hard for her to see. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, at, at the beginning, she, she, she didn't like the fact that sometimes we didn't talk to each other. Yeah. And even when we're in the same room, we're just not talking yeah. to each other. You know, and, and that's on both of us. Uh-huh. And that's the immaturity of both of us. And now, as we've gotten older, obviously we moved on from that. Good. And and it's and it's and it's fun now. And and it, my my mom always also the other thing that she would teach both of us. I think I took it maybe a little bit more was the language. She's like, you cannot lose Spanish. Oh, that's so important. Yeah. 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 She's like, you cannot lose Spanish. You're gonna like even back in the nineties when we were, uh, we were kids, my mom was always like. Tienes que saber el idioma, tienes que con el español yeah. porque es importante. Un día van a tener que trabajar and stuff that I thought like okay, whatever, like that's fine. Same. Yeah, like I thought whatever. Then as I got older, I realized okay, I need to continue practicing this and that. And I I know I've mentioned it to you, and I'll mention it to our audience. One thing that I did because I was worried, I could have obviously my basic conversation things like that, but yeah. I sometimes would struggle with a little bit more complicated things. Right. And and I would worry like oh no, we we can't have this mm-hmm. like. So what I told my mom one day, I'm like, hey, can I ask you for a favor? And, I was, and I, she looked at me like, yeah, like, ¿qué, qué pasa? I'm like, this is going to sound really weird, but I want us to have a little bit more complex conversations, whether it's about politics, whether it's mm-hmm. about anything. Like, I want to to perfect it or at least get better at it in Spanish. And she was open to it. And so there's mm-hmm. been a lot of times where we talk everything about politics. We talk about, you know, things about science things about uh, sometimes we'll do is we'll watch uh, like discovering espanol like these mm-hmm. crime stories Ooh, and so yeah. we'll watch it together and then we'll talk about it and sometimes there are subjects that are a little you might some people might feel uncomfortable talking about with their parents uh-huh. but we're, we're at least for us we're not like that we Good. talk about whatever and so and we're talking about these things openly and it has helped me out a lot because then whenever i do make a mistake or if i'm not sure how to express it She'll tell me how to do that. Yeah. And it just feels good. I'm like, okay, good. Um, I want to keep that there because one day if I if I do decide to have children, I would like to pass that along as well. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's important. So she always would just say just, no te, nunca es el idioma importante. Yeah, really. nunca so lo raíces. Yeah. And I like that you bring that up because that, yeah, that's uh, like everything you said seriously spot on. Very similar to my situation. When I was growing up, I, I mean, obviously I learned that was the first language I spoke because that's what my mom spoke. And then I went to school and completely like that it was just completely went to English. And so my friends, you know, whether they spoke Spanish or not, still we spoke in English. My sister and I grew up speaking English to each other, even though we speak Spanish. Um, but at one point, yeah, when I was a teenager, I did start losing it more and more. And I just kind of didn't want to speak it and so I was it was that thing and I don't know if you ever if you can relate but that thing where your mom says something to you in, in Spanish and you respond in English oh, and yeah. then she says hablame en español <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. that that happened and even though my mom understands it at that point she she was understanding it but I still like I just didn't want to like make the effort so um, and I've talked about this before yeah I had to kind of like relearn how to speak Spanish correctly and not like a pocha um, <laughs> which I hate that word but um, and I think my mom taught me that word too I don't even know <laughs> um, what it means but it sounds funny <laughs> oh yeah it's it's like it's kind of it could kind of be like an insult it's something that like you would say to somebody who doesn't speak Spanish properly oh, okay. um, who kind of like speaks like Spanglish or just like says mm. things like um, parquear or like parquear la troca yeah, like things like that, which actually I've heard my mom say too. But still, um, yeah. So she she um, just she wasn't into that. She wasn't into me speaking it wrongly. But like I uh, I learned it more as I was growing up and as I had to work and I even took classes. And now I love love love. Like my mom understands a lot of things in English. She can speak English. Um, she's I think she speaks it better than she thinks she speaks it. Um, but we yeah we'll have conversations in Spanish all well I think yeah like all the time. That's the all like only the only way we'll talk really. Right. And I like it more because now I'm practicing. I'm doing it more and more. And like you, like I'm having conversations about not just like, hey, how are like not small talk. Like we go deep into 
topics that we don't even know how we got there. Like we will talk about like celebrities and body image and politics and like just things that I'm like, yeah, I'm having this conversation with my mom. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I, I love that. I look forward to going and like seeing my mom every week and talking to her about everything. And it like helps me learn how to how like if I can't say something, I'll tell her like, ¿Cómo se dice esa cosa que you know? And like, yeah. and she'll be like, oh this, and I'm like, oh yes, I learned a new word. <laughs> um, and we do the same thing. Like I correct her when she says something in English and it's the wrong like tense or something, and right. she says the same thing to me when I say it like just not the right way. So I I love that. I it love. Sounds like we that. need to have one giant crosstalk of just like my mom and the and myself, you know, and your oh, mom. Oh yes, like, like you're that, right. To kind of help yeah. everybody out, like to to the um. Let me ask you from. We're going to go from some of like the good memories mm-hmm. to maybe a time that maybe you disappointed your mom. Is there a certain time in, that you felt like you've – because we talk about the highs and lows and to see if there are moments where you felt like you disappointed your uh, your mom. And, and, and that's always tough and, and it could be something, you know, something as simple as I failed my English class or something like that. But is there something that comes up that you felt like, oh, if I can go back, I wish I wouldn't do that so I wouldn't have disappointed my mom? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. <laughs> um, I I got in trouble once. That's all I'll say. I got in trouble and I, my mom didn't know about it right away because I didn't want to tell her. And I and I don't want to tell her, one, because I, yes, I was going to get lectured and two, because I knew she was going to be disappointed. And it got to the point where I had to tell her because I was in trouble and I needed help and I didn't know what to do. And so... That's all the details that I will give. No, that's fine. But she and she, she like the second I told her, like she obviously she helped me and obviously she got you know she she lectured me. Yes, I deserved that. But I like the thing that hurt the most was that she was disappointed. She wasn't even angry at me, and she wasn't. I was old enough that she couldn't like get the chancla. But like, <laughs> I mean, she could actually, but she didn't. But she was just disappointed, and I just uh, it was one of the worst feelings in the world because she she had every right to be disappointed she didn't like she didn't teach me uh to get in trouble like that and she didn't um she you know if anything she was always the opposite so I guess for her like seeing her as a mom like as my like my everything disappointed because like what she raised like who she raised and all the values that she instilled in me like apparently went out the window in that moment that was just it was terrible and like and I think it's always been like that like I've never wanted to disappoint my mom and I mean I guess who wants to disappoint their mom but even like um like when I was um another time that I got in trouble I don't get in trouble a lot by the way like let me just <laughs> put right. this, let me let me put this out there I wasn't Thank you I was on the record I wasn't a troublemaker like most of the time everything like when I say most I mean like seventy five percent of the time everything was like smooth sailing I always tell my mom like hey you didn't she didn't get called down to school a lot she didn't or ever actually like things like that but one time when I was in the second grade I think I got in trouble at school for like playing on the wrong playground like for not that the like there was a field that we weren't supposed to go to and me and some friends were all playing on that field when we weren't supposed to be there we got in trouble we got like detention and had to write like 50 times I will not go on the field that I'm not supposed to whatever I know um, but and obviously like I, I it was it was taken care of at school like they didn't have to call my mom and tell her like if I got in trouble for playing on whatever you know I, I took care of it but I went home feeling so guilty that I had gotten in trouble and I had like you know like disappointed my entire family like this, this is me at like in the second grade <laughs> right. and so I felt it then like I that's what I'm saying I wasn't a troublemaker in that I was just like doing all this stuff and I didn't like care I, I cared and I, I remember I went home and I still remember that I told my mom like I told her that I had gotten in trouble and I told her that I was sorry she had no idea like she was probably mm-hmm. like why are you telling me <laughs> um, but I still remember that day and I still remember that moment and I just like remember feeling sad because she was going to be disappointed because yeah. she didn't uh, instill like th- those not I mean she didn't she didn't raise me like that and so yeah. it's always been like that I've never wanted to disappoint her and like th- to me that's one of my biggest I don't want to say fears but it's one of the things that I just like don't want to happen ever because seeing like that like seeing someone like your mom seeing your mom disappointed is just oh it's so it's the worst it's the worst it's like tierra, like in yeah. this moment because I don't deserve to be here yeah. <laughs> like I don't deserve you and so it's oh yeah for me my most disappointing was getting kicked out of my high school that's be- pretty bad <laughs> yeah that is yeah and so and because the thing is I was always a very good student yeah I will say that I was I got even once a little trophy or a little award, like the Hope of America Award or something, and my mom mm-hmm. was so proud, and like they invited her and all this stuff, and 
And then in ninth grade, it kind of just went downhill in the sense of not that I just I just didn't care. I felt like it was too easy. Mm-hmm. I kind of became arrogant. Let's just be. That's just the honest truth. And then also I started hanging out with the wrong crew, which was my fault. And yeah, and we were not doing we're not doing good things. So eventually my high school got sick of me and they kept sending all the letters that they would send to my house. Mm-hmm. I would take them and I would throw them away. Mm-hmm. So my mother never saw them. And that's not a good thing. And eventually they would have people like, I forgot even what they were called, but they would knock on the door and they would see oh, if like I was Oh, like truant there. officers? Okay, thank you. Yeah, truant officers would come knock at the door and I would always just like hide or whatever. And anytime they would leave a card, I would wait like 10 minutes and then I would take the card and I would just rip it up and throw it away mm-hmm. until one day I couldn't avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was one from, from my high school saying that... um I had been kicked out of the school and I needed to go up there with my parent and sign some paperwork saying yeah. that, that. And that was the most disappointing one because my mother just kept looking at me as I was sitting down with the principal. Uh-huh. And they were telling me like I had been transferred my file to this other school, an alternative school and blah, 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 all this stuff. Me, I was just an arrogant 16-year-old. I just didn't care. And my mom just kept looking at me with this look of – at first it was anger. Yeah. You know, at first it was you know because – just because I think she felt uh, that with everything that I was doing in school, like everything that was thrown away, all those years of getting the good grades and being a top student in ultra elementary and middle school, all that was thrown out. And and yeah, I I, I got an earful as well. I didn't say anything back because I just I was just like, oh, it's whatever. I don't care. This is in my in my mind, it was stupid. Like, oh, this is all stupid. Yeah. Now looking back on it, I was a stupid one. And no, now and 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 uh, having overcome that was was difficult, but I think it just made it more for my mom to be proud in the sense of, okay, yes, you know, my son did make mistakes in high school, but then he had to he had a in a in a, in a way pay for that because he had to come back and he had to get his GED and do that. But mm-hmm. uh, to overcome that was one of my proudest moments also as well. So I turned, I tried to turn that negative of disappointing yeah. my mom and try to turn to a positive. And, and I, I like to think I did that. Yeah. And it was probably like, I th- I like to think, I don't know, this is, no, I, I know this is the case for me and I, I can imagine it's the case for yourself too. As many times as I disappointed my mom growing up, like I think I made her proud more than anything. And I think agree. I did that for her. Right. Because I think, like you said, like, or like I said, too, um, you know, seeing your mom disappointed is like the, one of the worst feelings in the world. It's probably the worst feeling in the world. And then but like making your mom proud is like it like completely. I, I don't want to say it can- cancels it out mm-hmm. because obviously your mom is still disappointed. You're still me- messed up. Yeah. But you kind of you can't you were able to come back. Like and, and I think that's like I think I think it's safe to say that's something we both learned from our moms. Absolutely. And so that's that's just, you know. There's there's hope. Oh yes. So so I guess for every time anybody who's listening, for every time you disappoint your mom, try and make her proud like two times for each one. I don't want to say I'm at that exact number, but I'm still trying and I'm still still doing things. Um, Was there something I asked? Actually, asked some of my friends this too, um, and so I kind of want to share those answers in a bit. But I think it's interesting to see like what um, what moms what our moms teach us, like whether it's like some little skill, some life lesson, some big thing or whatever. And I, I like I, I asked some of my friends and I like the different kinds of responses that I got. And so is there something it, like uh, not even one thing, but like things that you can think of that your mom has taught you that you've learned from your mom? Now, there could be can we break this down into things intentionally or unintentionally? Yes, let's do that, because okay. that's that's a good point. OK, so intentionally. Like trying to, as I mentioned before, trying to maintain the language, uh, intentionally family, of course, uh, unintentionally hard work is the number one thing. That's just the number one thing. Like work hard, unintentionally as well. Uh, be humble. Ooh. Be try to be humble as much as you can. And that one, she there are sometimes where she would intentionally because just sometimes she says as a joke, she says uh, my father's last name was Villanueva, so mm-hmm. she always says sometimes you got that Villanueva in you. Where you kind of have that swagger, and sometimes you need to check that. Like my mom won't say it like that, but she basically mm-hmm. says that you need to check that. Mm-hmm. And so she sometimes will essentially. But just the way that her her siempre su carácter, mm-hmm. she's unintentionally doing that mm-hmm. and teaching me to be to be humble because mm-hmm. she's always been humble. She's never been she's never been arrogant. I can't remember one time where I could say, "Oh, my mom was definitely you know overly confident about something like that." The only time that I would see that she's overly confident when it was is actually a compliment. She would. Oh, Overly be confident about what my brother and I can do. Uh, if we oh, focus like brag on things. about you guys. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like that. 
Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of other things, but I just, I honestly can go on and on. But those are, yeah. you know, top ones there. What about you? Um, so, I, oh, yeah, like <laughs> I could go on and on. And so I, mm-hmm. I won't. But like my mom taught me to drive. I remember that. My mom was the one who taught me to drive, and I remember, like, the driving lessons with her. Uh, She did not let me listen to the radio because she said I would get distracted, like, by background music. So um, I had to sing. I don't have a singing voice, but I would sing in the car because I was like, it's too quiet. And so, um, but, yeah, I remember those driving lessons and her, like, it's it's funny because I've been driving. Well, actually, I'm not the best driver, but I've been driving for 10 years. And not because of her because she's a great driver, um, but I've been driving for 10 years and still she's one. I, I don't like getting in the car with her now because, or me driving, I'd rather her drive because she's still going to tell me like it's break you need a break like you know when I'm a block away from the red light or like she'll be like watch out for that bicyclist who's like not even close yeah, to my oh. car but thanks mom for like pointing him out to me five seconds after I saw him but like so so if, uh, yeah driving is something that I'll never forget she taught me to drive um, she's very superstitious and so she's taught me like little superstition thing that I always remember her in my like head like I, and I don't know if this is a Mexican thing or just like any, or like mm-hmm. a, just a general superstition, but um, you're not supposed to put your your purse on the floor. Supposedly, it's some superstition because it's the dinero. Oh, okay. So you should always put it like on something. And I, I sometimes I have no choice but to put it on the floor. But she's always like, no la pongas en el suelo. Um, and my mom taught me how, and I don't think she was like trying to teach me, but she taught me how to make a bed. Like, I'm just, like, thinking of, like, little skills. Like, my yeah. mom used to work at the Marriott. She used to be a housekeeper, like, many, many, many years ago. And I, I remember being there at work with her one day. I don't know why I was there. But I remember her watching. And this is, like, her making a bed, like, professionally making a bed. And, like, or at least, I guess at least how the, the, the hotel wants to make a bed. And so I just remember that. Like, I still have that. And I, my memory's terrible, by the way. But I still have that vision in my head of her making that bed and me, like, learning how to make it. And, and like, she also makes her bed every day. And I make my bed every day, like, that I learned from her. Um so just like like little things like that, like stuff like that I won't forget. That's like the little like day-to-day stuff. Like bigger picture, my mom has taught me to um, – she's taught me about credit. Like your credit, how your credit is everything and how you have to have a good credit score. My mom has a great credit score. I have a pretty good credit score and like that, like that's something that she's just always said like make your payments whatever for whatever thing you have to make a payment for make it on time because like whether it's a bill like on a credit card whether it's your rent or your electricity bill like always pay everything on time somehow like it'll go back to you and your credit and your credit precedes you like your good name precedes you and in this country you need good credit so like that's something so like that's she's just always taught me um and then like really really big picture like i think intentionally she like taught me that hard work is everything and that you have to work for what you want and you have to and, like being a woman a minority woman in this minority end like a double minority i guess you have to work twice as hard and so she's like just always instilled that hard work is everything and you know there's there's intentional times that she said it, and there's just times that i've been able to see her do it and that just kind of like still like sticks to me um and so yeah like that's I could go on about like um there's one that I well as you were talking it just as you were describing your mom it reminded me of something that my mom did intentionally and unintentionally taught me as well is to be somebody of faith now my okay. mom is not necessarily the most religious person in yeah. the world um but she is very spiritual and she has always taught me that we need to at least for us and our family we needed to focus on some sort of higher power, that we need that help. Uh, I know I've mentioned it to you before, but my mother was very conservative growing up. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I think it was just because, you know, it helped her find peace in the middle of, uh, of a lot of chaos that was going on, um, especially when we, my brother and I were younger. As she's gotten older, she's gotten a little bit more liberal with things, but that spirituality of her has not gone away and it'll never mm-hmm. go away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's instilled in me. I am not the most religious person there, but I I do have my spirituality. I do believe in some things and 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 it's and it does bring me peace because a lot of times one needs that. Yeah. Um and not everybody, but some of us do need that. And so for me, uh that is something that I I I can't repay my mom for help instilling in me that because it is important, and and it's something that's if somebody asks me how important is spirituality to me, it is very it is very important. And I'm not somebody who's out there very preachy or nothing like yeah. that. But it's something that brings me peace. 
something that has brought my family a lot of peace yeah. and it's something that is always going to be important to me. Yeah, that's actually one of the uh, responses I asked, I, like I said, I asked my friends because I'm really curious about this and I want to know. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Berta Serrano, she said that one of the like things that has been most impacted, like impactful on her, that her mom taught her was to always have faith and like mm-hmm. believe that there's a higher power out there. And uh, everything I know about her mom, everything that I know that she's told me about her mom is just proof that her mom is an incredible person who's always giving and just kind and humble and Inberta's the same way. So that's it's cool to see how how much impact like the the big things and the little things that your mom teaches you like has on you. Another one of my friends, uh, Leslie, she said that like one of the things that she'll obviously never forget that her mom taught her because it's something that is like with her all the time is how to cook Dominican food. Uh-huh. And then I've tasted this food really good. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's just something that like just that sticks with you, like whether it's like little skills or like life things. And I will say that I did not learn to I'm not a good I'm not a cook <laughs> um, but I didn't learn to cook from my mom growing up uh, and there were a lot of reasons for that one my mom like we didn't have a traditional like like our friend family's just not like I guess like the conventional family like where you get together and you sit down and have dinner every day right. we didn't have that uh, obviously we were fed and we had there was a roof over our head every day but my mom ever since like she was like I mean I was like 12 maybe 11 or 12 my mom worked overnight so she would start work um, at like 10, 1030 or something. And then she'd get off of work at like seven, 730. So she'd work all night. And so she'd get home. Um, she'd take us to school or whatever she needed to do. And then she'd sleep all day. Like, and then, you know, because she was tired or she'd like do the things that she needed to pay bills, run errands. And so she was asleep. And then, yeah, like she had to sleep at some point. And so, you know, food was ready there, but we didn't get together and have dinner every day growing up. And so I didn't get to see my mom like make the food. I, I mean, sometimes I did, but I didn't like make it with her. I also didn't have much of an interest in doing that when I was younger. Like, I didn't see that for me. I just didn't think that, like, I, there was just no interest. I like, obviously, yeah. I like to eat, but I did not want to learn to cook. And then I got a job uh, when I was a teenager. And so I was at, like, I would get out of school and then I would go to work and I'd come home late and, like, I'd eat or whatever. But I didn't have that, like, time. And so, um, yeah, like, I was just never interested in it. When I grew up and moved away and I had to, like, feed myself without, like, <laughs> you know, that was, a, was a, an interesting journey. Um, I would obviously eat out a lot. And we ate out when I was growing up, too. But, yeah, I had to kind of, like, figure out like what I was going to do. And obviously I still never went hungry or anything, but like that's kind of when I started getting interested in cooking and like wanting to make food and just like uh, to feed myself, obviously. But um, that's something that I'm learning from my mom now um, because now I moved back. And so now um, I'm like, like I'll go over to her place every week and she'll like, as she's cooking something. And I also love watching my mom cook. My mom doesn't like cooking, by the way. (laughs) She does it. And I think she's pretty good at it, but she does not like doing it. She doesn't want to spend hours in the kitchen unless like there's something que se antoja and she wants to make. Um, Like every now and then she wants to make pozole because se antoja el pozole and so she'll make it. But um so yeah, like I love, I love, like I love that I'm still, like, you know, like still, like I'm in my late 20s and I'm still learning something from her. So I go over there and I'm learning how to cook and I'm learning how to make something and I'm, st- I'm asking all these questions because I'm like, how do you know it's ready or this or how do you, what is, what is it supposed to taste like when, you know, and she's like telling me and like I've even started recording it because I want to like have it, <laughs> like, right. you know, like I, instead of writing down the recipe, I'm just getting it on video. Um, but I love learning it and actually for Christmas, she gave me a set of knives, like a, a nice set oh, nice. of knives that I wanted. So she's like, so now you can make, you know, you can cut things and you can this one's for this and this one's for this and so and recently she got me a set of like pots and pans like a full entire set that has all the pots and the pans and the spatulas and everything and so like she's like helping me out like that and it's making me really excited so hopefully i can uh, whip something up like she can (laughs) i was gonna say one day we need to have then a cabecito potluck oh oh, okay (laughs) yeah my mom my mom taught me how to make our traditional food which is uh, a seco de pollo oh yeah you mentioned that so that's that's but here's the thing i i I would need to be more ambitious to learn more things yeah because that's the only thing i've really learned hey that's okay if you got one you got one (laughs) and it takes a while it It does take a while it takes like two hours yeah to get all together to make it all uh and so that is one of the things like i i i share with you with that like that's uh my mother has you know shown me as far as like what's and not necessarily because she's like you have to learn this but it's like it's there and if you want to you might as well um i wanted to share also a few of my friends of what they said about their moms uh-huh. and so i asked my friend trevor uh up in park city <laughs> shout out to see trevor um like what's uh, the greatest lesson? And what he said is, my mom's greatest lesson is to work hard for everything. I think we've talked about yep. that. Nothing matters other than working hard and helping others while reaching your goal. Yeah. And I think that last part is important. Is like because 
we can get into that tunnel vision of like, okay, I have to do this. But along the way, definitely reach out. So yeah. Definitely help out, whether it's your family, whether it is coworkers, whether it's something, you know, go for your goals, but at the same time, don't be too selfish about it. Yeah. You, you know, help out to others. Uh, I asked my friend Amanda as well, what is another lesson that, or one of the greatest lessons your mom has taught you? And she said, to be happy as much as you can be. And uh, I didn't write this down, but she said that her mom was always teaching her like, hey, and it sounds like an, like something, like a canned answer, but she said, but it's so true. Life is short. Yeah. You know, certain periods of your life are even, they seem shorter than they are because sometimes from what she said is before you know it's, you know, you're 55 and you're beginning mm-hmm. to think about retirement, things like that. And, and, and not that life necessarily ends, it's just a different chapter in right. it. Right. So she said just the importance of enjoying each chapter of your life. Yeah. And I think that Sounds is very beautiful. good. Yeah. And I think that is really, that's something really fun to to just always to think of as well because it's so important. Yeah. Um, I was asking, um, like, I was, while I was asking my friends, one of my, uh, friends, Jose, he gave me an interesting answer as, like, something that he'll never forget that his mom taught him. It was actually kind of a skill. He, um, said that he, um, he was starting uh, in junior high. He was starting, uh, or no, in his junior year in high school, he was going to start taking a driving class, the driver's ed class, and he had never driven a car before. Mm-hmm. And so his mom, the day that he was going to start, went out with him, and she had never, like, they had never, like, she had never been in a car with him while he was driving. They went out to a lot, and she kind of just, like, she was scared. He was scared. Mm-hmm. She just kind of talked because she didn't want him to, like, drive a car for the first time in class without ever kind of really knowing how. So she kind of made, like, took that effort to, to make sure that he was prepared. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, oh, man, moms are just, just moms are everything. No, and, and just the responsibility. And a lot of it is just things that that moms don't necessarily, quote unquote, have to do. Yeah. But they just feel like it's like it's part of them. Because I, I think back to like my brother and I growing up, there were a lot of things that my mom would teach us that necessarily wasn't something that she, quote unquote, had to teach us. It wasn't yeah. going to be taught whether it's at school or we just had to learn it ourselves in right. life. And then especially there are moments where it might be seen, it could be seen as uncomfortable because at least in our case, and I'm sure with people cases when obviously as two sons to not have your father there, yeah. there's that old saying that, you know, that your father's to teach you some things about life and some things yeah. about other ones. Well, we, obviously we did not have that. So yeah. it had to come from my mom and yeah, there were maybe when we were 13 or 14, that might be seen as uncomfortable. And there are some moments where yeah. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'd rather, there's nobody else I'd rather have teach me about this or talk to me about this than my mother. Yeah. Even it might seem quote unquote uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and my mom was the same in, in, the, in the sense that she wanted to make sure that like those things, I think I know where you're going, those things that you kind of like should learn. Um, she wanted to make sure that we learned them from her. Yeah. And so she was just like, anything you ever want to ask me. My mom's a very, uh, she's very, she's traditional in some senses, but she's very open in a lot of things. Like she's very, she has a very, she's very open-minded. And, um, progressive in a sense and so she was just always like anything anything you want to ask me about anything in the world you can ask me like don't be afraid to ask me don't ask someone on the street um, i mean obviously now we have the internet mm-hmm. um but um like now i can just google any question i have but i i love like getting the answer from my mom and and it's it's you never stop wondering things like i feel like i I have so much, I hopefully have so much life left to live. And I feel like there's never going to be a point where I'm not, where I'm going to be like, I don't need to ask my mom that like anymore because I don't need my mom anymore. I never, I never want to get to that point. And I don't think I ever will because there's like, she, she's taught me everything that I know now, but there's still so much, so many things that I don't know. And that some, at some point I'm going to face. And she, like any question that I have, whether it's like, mom, how do I, um, like I'm, I feel this, what am I supposed to take or what am I supposed to do? Or how do I go like buy this? I remember when I moved to like my first place that was my own I had to ask her like how do I make sure there's electricity <laughs> like how do I make sure that things and she's just like you have to call this like you have to do this like she's always teaching me something and she's like intentionally not intentionally I think it's always like it's always happening and um I love yeah I love learning I love learning from my mom I love learning like life lessons and life skills and I think yeah I I, I like learning just in general but I never forget I have a terrible memory but I never forget who taught me what and I can guarantee you that about 80% of those things that I know I've learned from her yeah I, I like to you know that term the term life coach goes sometimes it's thrown out there and there's mm-hmm. people that are that are quote unquote life coaches mm-hmm. people who jokingly say they're a life coach mm-hmm. But my mother definitely is my life coach, especially now as, you know, you get older and you're always seeking that advice. So anytime I go over and we're talking, there's a lot of times I'll just say, and 
I know when you're when you're younger, when someone's younger, you think, okay, my mom or my dad will judge me if I tell them something about this. Or if I'm thinking about making this, because they'll they'll they obviously they're your parent. They want to look out for you. What's best interest? As you get older, things change. At least for me, it has changed. Where if I do have some thoughts about, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or whatnot, that mom instinct doesn't come out at first. Not anymore. It's not no longer. But I think we downloaded this, or mm-hmm. it was not like that. Maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Now it's more like you're an adult. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And you know, Ooh, why do you think? Tables. Of, yeah, and it's and it's kind of like, what do you think about this? So kind of and asking those questions. She asked me those questions, so then she can have a, a determiner of like what she thinks because she doesn't want to jump in anymore. You know, she doesn't want to jump in and say yeah. you should do this. Yeah. Like you need to do this. She'll she'll ask me questions. She's like, "What do you think about this? How are you feeling about this?" And then after like fifteen minutes worth of me explaining myself, then she says, "Okay, it seems like this this could be an option." She never says this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. She really avoids doing that yeah. unless it's something like that. I'm going to hurt myself or something like right. that. Like you know, you shouldn't go. You know, bungee jumping without I don't know whatever. <laughs> what so, do you think yeah. you should do? Sure. <laughs> right. And so, but anytime now, it's it, it's more like that now. It might not be the case for every parent. I understand that. I know I have some friends that have told me that their parents are are, are still True. kind of like a little bit more conservative or mm-hmm. things like that. And that's fine. That's fine. Every parent parenting par- is different. Obviously, parenting styles, that's what I meant to say, is different. But for me, I, I'm very happy and I say I'm very blessed that I have that because I think now in my life in my 30s, even though I'm, I'm 34, but sometimes I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm like 21. Sometimes I just feel that energy. And, and, and there's still some questions that I still have when it comes to making some decisions as far as my profession and things yeah. like that. And it's nice to have somebody who, you know, obviously, yeah, they're my mo- it's my mother, but at the same time, it's my best friend. Yeah. It's my best friend. And I yeah. can go and I... I don't need to feel that that judgment there that maybe when I was 14, I thought my mom was always judging me because that's what I thought. But now looking back, it's like, well, no, she was looking out for my best interest. Of course, I was 14 years old. What did I know? Yeah. But now looking back, you know, there are moments where maybe I need to think things more clearly. Mm -hmm. And that's when she deals with those questions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't think that mom's parents get enough credit for how hard it is to be in that position. Like you're living your life and you're also trying to make sure that your children are living theirs the proper way and the best way possible. And, you know, you as a kid and even as a teenager, sometimes even as an adult, you don't get that. Like I said, I didn't get the whole family thing when I was younger. But like even the little things that as kids you say or you do that you don't know are hurting like your parents, because like you're not trying to be cruel, like you just don't know. It's crazy to like learn that as you get older. Like my mom told me this story um, when I was younger, and she told me that she, um, when she was growing up, she was in Mexico, and she was about I think seven, six or seven years old. She was young, and it was her birthday, and she wanted a big cake, like a like she just wanted a huge cake, like nice. that's what she wanted. Um, my my nana, her mom couldn't afford a big, big cake. And so she did what she could to get her a little cake. Like she thought the point is to have a cake. And so everybody gathered and she got her a little cake. And my mom was like, Oh, like I wanted a big cake. And so like she didn't understand that my grandma did everything she could in that moment, at least, you know, when she told me the story, she completely understood. But she didn't understand that my grandma did everything she could to get her that cake. And it was like that effort. And she still she wanted more. And like that must have broken my grandma's heart. I think it probably did. And then my mom. So my mom learned that as she got older. And so when I was a kid, when I was uh, and I don't remember this, my mom told me, by the way, um, when I was like almost two years old or something, I wanted um I wanted like oh for Christmas she uh, no for my birthday because my birthday's in October she got me a little like a little motorcycle a little like you know like one of those like oh nice motos or whatever mm-hmm. and when she gave it to me I think I was like th- I think she said I was too yeah I was, I was young I was like oh I wanted like and I don't remember how I said this obviously but mm-hmm. she I, I didn't like it I wanted a car wow. like I wanted a little car like there's this little like Flintstone red car that you like you know moved around with your feet right. I, that's what I wanted and so my mom worked so hard to get me this little moto and I was so ungrateful at two years old <laughs> Um, and, and she kind of like felt what she, what her mom must have felt when she was a kid. And she didn't like, you don't, you don't know that as a kid, you know, you're, you don't know you're doing that to your parents. You're not trying to, um, at least I hope no one's trying to, but yeah. So a few months later for Christmas, I think she got me the little, uh, you know, she worked really, really hard and she didn't, she made it happen. But like, man, I wish I could tell two year old me to get it together and like be grateful. But it's just like, it's, it's, it sucks that you don't see that as a kid. It sucks right. that you don't, Absolutely. that you're just not like naturally grateful and just a great kid and like the kid that your parents deserve to have. 
and mm. it's just like I guess they're kind of like life learning lessons. But the mother's the mother's love forgives that. Oh, seriously, yeah. the mother's yeah. love forgives any any it's of all our encompassing. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh man. Um, since we're talking about moms, I want to ask you, I know we're probably going longer than normal, but I want to ask you, um, moms like in pop culture, like TV shows, movies, is there like yeah. moms that are like kind of like like just your favorites, like funny, just like hmm. amazing or whatever? Yeah, I'm try- I think the one that comes to mind at first is uh, is an animated mom. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Marge Simpson is the person oh, that comes okay. to mind uh-huh. just because the Simpsons came out about the time that my brother and I were, were little, you know, into mm-hmm. the early 90s. And so The Simpsons, at first, we weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I was never yeah. allowed to watch well, The Simpsons. I, I, well, actually, it wasn't even my mom's decision. It was my aunt who told yeah. my overly religious aunt who told my mom, like, oh, no, that's like devil's work or whatever. <laughs> and eventually my mom was like, eh, you guys – my mom had other things to do. And also she yeah. was working like two jobs. So she's like, yeah. just, you know – Put the channel on like a regular like don't go into none of the cable channels. We uh-huh. weren't allowed to go into like those cable ones. She's like uh-huh. just put on regular broadcast TV. Yeah. And the Simpsons were on, and so my brother and I would watch it or whatnot. So I think of Marge Simpson. I'm thinking, um, I don't know her character's name. Um, Constance Marie's character in George Lopez show. Oh, Angie. Is it Angie? Is her, is okay, Angie? is it Angie? Okay. Yeah, because I think Carmen's People are the probably daughter. like, how could you not know? I forgot. Yeah, I think completely. it's Angie. Is I think it? it is Angie because I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> now of George Price. Yeah, I think he says. Yeah, I think it's Angie. But I think of her. Uh, Wait, the mom or the mom? The, the his wife. His wife. Oh, okay, okay. Because I remember mom. he's got his mom yeah. too, and she's an interesting. Character. And her as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, she's she's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is Angie. I okay. don't remember the mom's name though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah, that one, especially like as a Latina. Yeah. Like seeing a, a, she was also Selena's mom. Yes. Selena. That's true. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. She, yeah. Those are the ones I think of. Like, I think of also, <laughs> like, I remember Married with Children as uh-huh. a kid. That one was one. Peggy Bundy was another one of mom. But there's a lot of them. I mean, you could go through yeah. like Home Improvements, you know, all those shows and growing up. So I think of those. And as you get older, like there are moms, but they're like, maybe more for like dramas. Like, yeah, I think of like uh, like Tony Soprano's wife and the Sopranos and uh-huh. shows like that. And like she was a mom as well. But those are the ones I can think of at the top of my head. What about you? Yeah. So my favorite moms, I have two, like two top top two. I probably have some others. But uh, one is Lorelai Gilmore from um, like her character's name, which is Lauren Graham's character in The Gilmore Girls. Gilmore I don't know if you ever heard that show. Yeah. The mom daughter. Yeah. I love that show. It's one of my favorites because it reminds me a lot of my relationship with my mom. Like she, my mom is my best friend, my soulmate, my everything. And so we don't agree on everything, but like I, I, in the show, there's a lot of repertoire. Repertoire. Did I say that right? Repertoire. Like, I, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking I know of, right? I can't say it in my head right now. But, um, yeah, like they go back and forth and like they just get each other and they have the same sense of humor. And so my mom and I are very much similar like that. Ever, yeah, because we have the same sense of humor. I can say something sarcastically. She'll just answer back sarcastically and mm. we'll just kind of keep it going. And, um, we just have a very, uh, like she's, uh, I, I think of her as like, um, my mom's turning 50 this year. She probably hate me for saying that, but she, I think she looks great. So, um, so a lot of the times, and I like, she, we have been told before, like someone will be like, Oh, that's your mother. She doesn't look like your mother. She's right. and like, my mom gets so happy and she acts, <laughs> she acts so like, Oh, stop. But then like, she later she'll be like, Oh, she really thought I was yours. And I'm like, stop mom. You're like, you're my mom. But like, yeah. Um, but it's, it's still funny. And so that's, um, that's like for sure. That's someone that comes to mind. And then my other one, other favorite, like TV mom. Is uh, Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls? Oh, okay. Have you, did you ever? Okay, yeah, I remember so the what's Golden. What's her uh, her real name? Is uh, oh, I forgot her man, name. It's like on the tip of my tongue. It's Estelle Getty. Estelle, Estelle Getty's yeah. character in the Golden Girls. So she's obviously like if anyone's ever heard of the show, it's about like four women who live four women. It's, I think it was filmed in the 80s ish. Yeah, 80s. Four, four 90s. Se- older women who live in a house in Miami, they're roommates, and it's about like their adventures. Actually, the show's, I, I've watched I watched it as a kid. I don't know why, but I watched it as a kid with my sister, and now I've watched it again as an adult. I love that show. It was very progressive. They talked about a lot of like interesting yeah. things, um, but I love that show. I love the comedy in it and like even the serious stuff. But the Sophia Petrillo is the oldest woman. She lives, she's one of the roommates, but she lives there with her daughter. Like, so their mother, daughter, and they like, their relationship is very interesting because they'll like they'll argue a lot, but they like have just a really good relationship. And um, and I think in like I can I can kind of see that being me and my mom. Like 
when I'm older and you know like my friends and I have joked around about this and then we're like hey when our husbands die and we and this is a horrible thing to say but we mean like the best by the way we don't mean like horrible things but we're like you know when we're all older and like our husbands are gone or we're divorced or whatever and we're I mean we want happiness for you know eternity but you know it's kind of this is how we think all options are on the table yeah so we're just saying oh we can live together when we're older and we'll be like the golden girls and so in my head I'm like yeah mom's gonna be there too (laughs) Um, yes Uh, and so I always think of like my mom they're like that too because my mom like the character in the show my mom is very honest mm-hmm. and she doesn't sugarcoat things she will she always says las cosas por su nombre like don't sugarcoat things and so the, yeah I can see that being like still like that's it's a very similar relationship like my mom is just super honest but we get along but she loves me and she'll just tell me like it is even when I don't want to hear it but yeah, so those are my favorite TV moms, and um, I mean, obviously, if my mom weren't TV, she'd be my favorite, but um, yeah. So as we begin to wrap up our our Mother's Day special, I want to just ask Yvette, what is either the one piece of advice or, or just life lesson that your mom has given you that's, that you've taken it and, and it's now, it's one of your cores, one of your core values? Um, the one that I, there's obviously so many, but the one that I remember as like something she said very young, like something she said to me when I was very young and it always just stuck and it's always seemed to be true and, and it is true actually, um, is, uh, to never go to bed mad at somebody that you love because you never know. Like if one of you won't wake up and I think it means something, you know, in general, obviously like, you know, we will probably wake up the next day, but just that life is so short and you don't want to lose somebody that you love and have been mad at each other and have have had like the last thing that you said to each other be something horrible or just not good. And so it's always that it's always been that and it's always stuck with me. And thankfully, I've never lost anyone close to me. Um, but yeah, I just always kind of remember that. And so I try to the people that are in my life and that I love, I, I mean, I don't have a lot of confrontation with any of them, but I try not to end things on that note, because I don't want to find out what will happen if, you know, we leave this conversation on a bad note or if we leave like our relationship on a bad note. And so that's been super important to me. And the number one on that is my mom, like the number one person that I try to keep things um, like 100 percent good with is my mom. And so, yeah, always uh, like always end the conversation on a good note. And I'm not saying we haven't had our moments and I haven't been a stubborn teenager. Or she hasn't been a stubborn mother. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's something that will always stick with me. And um, I think it's I think it's a, a great piece of advice. What about you? For me, it's always it, it's kind of along those lines of nunca tener odio con otra persona. And and no tener ese rencor, just having that anger towards mm-hmm. somebody and holding that in because uh, for her, she'll admit this and she she's admitted it to me um, many times that when after we had moved here from New Jersey with everything that happened with my father, she was still very angry towards him because obviously we had to move so far away to get away from from him and what was going on. And that kept her away from her parents because my parents, my grandparents, excuse me, um, they stayed in, in New Jersey. And she she says, my mother says to this day, it took her a little bit to get out of that, that, that anger. She has never used the word hate, but she just always says it was a lot of anger. But she knows for me, it was a lot of anger also towards my father. And then growing up, I kept that and it kept growing. And it, got, and it reached a point where I felt like I did hate him. But my mother was always kind of, I guess you could say, battling me or just kind of just like trying to instill in me and saying like, no, like you, you need to get rid of that. Like that has happened and that needs to be let go. And, and it's a lesson to this day, even though I don't, you know, that I had a, I had a first like kind of forgive myself and then I had to forgive my father and go through that phase. But it was because my mother instilled that in me to to get rid of that. And now I, I, I'm fine. I don't have any kind of anger or hate towards anybody. But my mother is always like, just remember, if there's always going to be moments where you feel mm-hmm. disappointment with, with whether it's yourself or whether it's with somebody else, but never let that boil over. Like never let that – like. Find your find your inner pieces and, and 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 stay strong with that because said so what the worst thing that you can do to yourself is to be too mad at yourself about something. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the one thing because it's she's always has taught me it's easier to to kind of be upset with somebody just point the finger and say well I'm mad at this person or whatnot you know but when you're mad at yourself and you hold that and you keep holding that 
that can destroy you. And that is something that you, meaning myself, you always need to work on and you always need you need to forgive yourself when it comes to things, whether you disappointed yourself about something and 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 learn from that and move on from it. And if it's possible, if it's applicable, teach other people about your mistakes and how you moved on as well, because she admittedly she says she made a mistake for allowing her to be many times upset about life, about what was going on, because she was very angry still. But she learned her lesson and she moved on and then she taught that to my brother and myself. And so that is one of those lessons that I, I always remind myself. It's like, okay, we we will be fine here. I cannot let this get the best of me and I won't let this get the best of me. Nice. All right. Well, that was our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed our Mother's Day extravaganza. To all you mothers out there, to all you mothers-to-be, and to all you mothers-to-be-to-be, thank you. Thank you so much for everything you do from everybody in your life. Um, You're superheroes. You are appreciated. You're something special. You're something that even in those moments when you feel that maybe you don't feel as appreciated, you are appreciated. It just might not be in the moment, but in the bigger picture, you are always appreciated and continue just being the light that, that many of us need, that we need in our lives. Yeah, you make this world go round. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And Yvette, we're going to end things off with a song, is that correct? Yes, so my mom always <laughs> plays this song. She always brings it up, like, one, she loves the song, but two, she always brings it up, and, like, as a joke, when we're having, like, you know, a little mini argument, she'll be like, ahem, remember, and then she repeats the first words of the song, which is, which are, I should say, el amor de la madre es el más grande de los amores, which means the a mother's love is the greatest love of all loves. So, thanks for listening. Happy Mother's Day. Felicia de las Madres. El amor de la madre es el más grande de los amores. Como él, ninguno. Cuando uno tiene la dicha de tenerlo. 